Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, January 18, 2024. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We'll be more than happy to get your question or topic onto the show at this point in time. Uh, looking at the markets, we'll start off with the S&P 500 pretty much has made a round trip to nowhere over the last week. Um, going into last Friday's show, the close was 47.83. Uh, didn't know exactly where we would end up on Friday. It was down and then ended up finishing just barely down. Closed at 47.80 last Friday. And then here yesterday, we closed at 47.80. So 47.83, 47.80, that is what we call sideways. Uh, had three down down moves, and that's with a, um, or at least two. The market was closed on Monday for Martin Luther King Day. So you had um, Tuesday and Wednesday were down. Thursday was up. I uh, was not expecting that momentum, the daily momentum is down in the S&P 500. So got to figure out exactly what is going on here. And it's pretty messy at this point in time. And that's why I sometimes would just say, you got to sit here and, uh, and figure out exactly what, what is going on and just be patient and not try to guess. Uh, I know everyone wants to forecast what's going to happen, but there's millions of things that could happen. Um, the probability is what we try to give you is what the highest degree probability of possibly happening is. And it doesn't mean it's going to do that. It just means it would be in a position. At this point, the markets, at least from a momentum standpoint, should be sideways down for two to three days. That's what would be expected. Um, ideally, would be Monday would be the, the low. However, with this little move that we had on yesterday, which wasn't expected, that you know that maybe that does change things. Now, depending on exactly how you look at this, but if you do go back and take a look from December 28th all the way down into the low that happened on January 5th, that would put it somewhere between 48.23 and 48.62 as as a probable high. Um, Assuming that's trying to make a wave, um, wave for our correction here and sort of left us in no man's land. We still haven't got a higher high past the high that was all the way back from several years ago. Uh, we, we still haven't done that. Uh, so all, everything's a little bit in flux because that was all the way back on. Uh, January 7th of, or it was January 4th of 2022, the week of January 7th, had to go to a weekly chart to get all the way back there. So we haven't busted through that, but we did get a little bit of a higher high that did take place uh, at least last Friday. Uh, you know, it, it shoved up there above that um, December 28th number but the close actually ended up being lower so still really haven't it's just everything's waiting here to see what happens the reason this is a big deal again we, ha we haven't had anything go through through new highs that's one we are also in 
if you are coming up from the October lows with a one, two, three, four, and, and the four happening on uh, approximately October 27th that week, what it is telling you is that the high should be somewhere between 47.43 and 49.18, which we are there. Uh, so that's what that signals. Uh, the alternative uh, price target, if you go all the way back to the October lows of 2022, would tell you that it's 48.87, and here, here we, here we're sitting at 47.80. So we're right in the zone for this to be completed. Uh, definitely could move up off of here. It's just a matter of time to wait and see and, and, and trying to figure out exactly um, what what does happen and take place. The other factor you have to consider today is it, it also is a monthly op options expiration as this already is the um, qualifies for the third Friday of the month. So we do have options expiration, which means things can always get a little bit uh, dicey. If that does continue to take place based off the high on the 28th and January 12th, that would look, be looking for a high of a January 23rd is, is when that would be, which is actually on Tuesday. So that's why we give out those dates and things and people are like, I don't understand how all this is working. Yeah, it's, it's pretty complicated if you're not looking at a chart, but that's why we like to go over the charts and just tell you what the charts are telling us. Uh, at least it's giving you a clue on, on what's the most likely uh, probability to happen. Uh, the weekly momentum on the S&P 500 is down uh, and should should be down for several weeks. So that's why we think that even if we do somehow get a, a new high in here, that it will be very limited and especially with the other parameters that we have talked about, uh, looking at longer term, shorter term, all the numbers are right in here and in, including the one off that uh, off that wave four, which is that 47.43 number. We have cleared that and, and we have closed in there. So at any point in time, uh, that could be the case. Normally what happens when you get to the end of a wave five structure, and this is a longer wave five structure, then what you would be looking to have happen is you would look at there being an ABC correction. So it's going to be three waves down. It's going to be one down, one up, and one down is the most likely form that should take place. Usually when you have those kind of corrections, it goes back to the previous wave four, which would put you down at 4,100. Doesn't mean that that's going to happen, but that is the most logical thing to work out. And everything that continues to go on here, it's just one thing after another, even if it's smaller, just like Macy's yesterday after the bell said that they were gonna cut 2,300 jobs, about 3.5% of its workforce to reduce costs. All, all these companies have are having little layoffs here, little layoffs there, if, if you're paying attention. Uh, so that's that's one of the things to, to monitor. The other is um, Empire State Manufacturing. I mean, it was it was down, I, I believe, 43 percent, negative 43 or something. I mean, it was just incredible. Which is which is New York. Um, that's what that is uh, giving giving you those numbers. But to see something that comes out that is so negative um, taking place, uh, that's just really, really strong to be down negative 43% uh, versus the expected was a positive 18. And, and what that is, is that's just telling you, hey, that they, that they look at a very much, there's a slowdown 
And you get these numbers on a monthly basis. And when you have those, all the little signs are telling you there should be a slowdown. It seems like every time now we turn around, there's just something else going on in the Middle East. Now it's even been that Iran has started things with Pakistan. Pakistan has gone into Iran and done some bombings. There's just a lot of little friction here that should be cause for concern. And I would say should limit the upside with all of these things, as well as the charting at this point in time. There are other things that are at play here that could happen. But the most logical is we should be nearing a pullback and with the upside very limited. And that's just what you should be expecting there, at least on that front. Taking a look at the other markets at this point in time, the NASDAQ daily is sort of mixed. Yesterday did not help that cause there. I'm trying to figure that out. But it was trying to go downward is where it was. The weekly still should be down for another two to three weeks. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, the daily is oversold. So it should be trying to kick up here. The weekly should be down for a couple weeks. The Russell 2000, the daily is trying to move out of oversold. And the weekly should be down for two to three weeks. So they're very much in similar circumstances as where the markets are at this point in time. Not a lot of movement has happened here recently on the daily side. They've basically been pretty flat across these markets for the last week. So it might just be another one of those you just have to wait and see. And some people are like, well, man, I really like an answer. Well, sometimes the best answer is wait and see. You can't be impatient whenever the markets are giving you missed signals or mixed messages, which seems to be going on right now. It's just very hard to tell, even with the pattern structure that it currently is, whether or not that this is, whether we have made a high, is this going to make a new high here today and continue on upward? Or is it going to go, no, this is just part of the move and we're going to continue downward, which is what the momentum would tell you, at least on the S&P 500. So it's a little bit mixed. The momentum is mixed on the S&P 500. So there is nothing clear at this point in time. We do need to go to a short break. When we come back, we will talk about some of the other markets that we do have. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Heading into uh, some of these other markets uh, that we are going to discuss, let's talk a little bit about the bonds because we've spent a lot of time on this. We want to make sure you understand what is happening here. Now, on the U.S. Treasuries, 
A couple key factors have happened here since our last show, even since last week. The two-year, which right now is at 4.355%, and the 30-year, which is at 4.37%, actually uninverted, which meant, well, it is right now. I mean, that's what this is. It's 4.35 versus 4.37. So the two-year is actually lower than the 30. What's happened is, again, all these front end of the yield curve have been so much higher. So it's actually uninverted still right now as we're looking at this. There's also the five-year is at 4.047%, and the 10-year is approximately 4.14%. So the five and 10-year have uninverted. So when you start to see these kind of things start to go on, that's usually the sign that you are getting closer to a recession happening because people are flying to safety is what's taking place here. So we will continue to see what is going on. So what happens is when people want more safety, they're willing to pay more for it. If you're willing to pay more for it, then that means you'll accept less yield. And it's a teeter-totter effect again. The price goes up, the yield goes down. That's what we're sort of seeing here on the front end is more people are getting nervous. So when you start to see these kind of things happening, again, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. But the history will tell you, usually when you see these kind of things taking place, you are getting closer to that. Now, at the really short, at the front end, they're still very high. The one month is 5.36, 5.38 for the two month. The three month is 5.37. The four month is 5.36. And the six months is 5.25. But you start going to the years, one year 4.85, the two year 4.35, the threes at 4.14, 5.04, the seven 4.1, the tens at 4.142, the 20s at 4.49, and the 30s at 4.36. You can start to see what's happening here. It's starting to come down and uninvert. And that is usually... It's a warning sign that almost always that you're getting ready to go into recession when you see the inverted, which meant the front end was higher than the back end. And now what's happened is it's not that the back end is going up, it's that the front end is coming down. And that's what's taking place. So that is why we just want to, we've harped on this, we've talked about this, we talked about how the those things are going to need to drop drop quite a bit there on, on the front end on the very short term. But that can happen very quickly and especially will happen if they do do any rate cuts. The, those on the front end, it doesn't affect that back end hardly at all, but they're on the front end. It, it, those things can be, um, especially those short term ones, they can go down dramatically with any sort of rate cuts. So that's why we continue to bring them up. That's why we think it's very important that you pay attention to that. That's why we're telling you that they uninverted and some of them are staying uninverted. It's just another sign here that the, the looming recession is, is probably happening. There was more numbers out with trucking and how much numbers are being laid off with trucking, which continues to increase. Trucking is one of the forefronts. When that stuff stops moving, it, it's a telltale sign. Again, it's down again this month. So that's just another, another thing that people do need to be paying attention to uh, when it does come to this market. Uh, so with regards to the actual purchasing of treasuries at this point in time, as we do take a look at the 30-year, the 30-year uh, on a daily basis is oversold. 
should be getting a bounce here at any point in time. The weekly should be down for another two to three weeks. Uh, looking at the two year, the daily should be down for another uh, two to three days. The weekly should be down for at least two to three weeks. Uh, that's the most logical step to uh, have happen and take place there. So that's what we're paying attention to on that front uh, with regards to where they are possibly headed there. Um, again, they should be down for a couple weeks, but once that probably bottoms, they'll probably be headed um, to, to the upside quite a bit uh, would be the expectations that we do have. Uh, let's take a look at the dollar index. Uh, should be sideways up for another two to three days. The weekly should be up for another week or two. The euro dollar should be the exact opposite and it basically is. The uh, daily should be down for two to three days. The weekly should be down for two to three weeks. So that is telling you um, the same thing. So that's why you want to see both of them doing the exact opposite. That's a pretty, pretty good sign to tell you that that's more than likely what is going to happen with that market. Uh, let's take a look at gold. Gold is all over the place. We, we got the lower close here. The odds of this being a bullish, which we thought it was going to be a few weeks ago, has diminished uh, big time. The weekly is still downward for another week or two. The biggest thing I, I would say with gold is this. If we do get a close below, uh, well, the close can be below mm, 1998, but especially if we get any trade that's below 1975, that would basically tell you that the gold is going to continue down sideways. Um, and based on the momentum pattern, that's what I would expect for it to happen. Uh, silver daily should be up for two to three days. The weekly should be down. So they're sort of in similar positions for, from that standpoint. Um, in no man's land, I guess is what I would say on both of them. They can't really call one way or the other on what's going to happen. Even if gold and silver do break down lower, it should still be in a large upward trend, even if gold does go down another $100 from right here from where it is, because it could go all the way down to 1850, uh, based on the way that this pattern is actually set up at this point in time. So just do, do keep that in mind, because, um, and it can change very drastically as well, just depends on uh, if things start going south the, the, those are flights to safety and people might be trying to go there uh, let's take a look at oil oil has just been sideways here for uh, two straight weeks you can almost say four if you really just go just go back um, it's getting near overbought on a daily basis the weekly is approaching overbought it may be sideways to up for another week or two. However, I would say based on chart pattern, the fact that this looks corrective uh, behavior, I would say that it's probably going to, uh, the odds are that it is going to go below $69, uh, which would, that would be putting it uh, at, at a new low here. Uh, that would be my expectations that I would expect to have it happen. And it may go down to 65 or, or down to 61. Uh, until we until we can tell whether we got a high put in here or not, that's why I'm a little bit iffy on which way that that would be. That it would be somewhere in there is where you would expect that uh, 
to take place with regards to oil. Uh, gas is basically 265, 275 here in Vincennes, Indiana. Some depends on uh, where you are and what you're looking at, but at least at this point in time, that's where uh, gasoline prices are hovering. So all that needs to be kept in mind uh, with regards in that Middle East. That can throw anything off at any point in time, so you just got to watch uh, what's happening there. Bitcoin, Bitcoin has been down. The daily says that it should be up for at least three to four days would be the expectations. The weekly is getting, um, it's actually approaching oversold at this point in time. So there wouldn't be surprised to see it bounce. However, hovering down there around 41,000 uh, is where it currently is. So come down quite a bit uh, here in the last week. I mean, or, I guess I'd call it eight days or whatever. It uh, was a big spike up. That was on that was last Thursday. That was the big spike up was last Thursday. So uh, so eight days, you know, it got all the way up there to uh, 49,000 and now, now it's headed back the other way. So these things happen, especially when you're playing in the with, with the Bitcoin. Uh, however, the long-term momentum uh, should be downward uh, off of that, down, downward quite a bit. Uh, we do need to go to a short break. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome back to Financial Questions Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, please do let us know, 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We'll be more than happy to get your question or topic onto the show. Uh, looking at copper, copper should be should be up for a couple days would be the expectation that we do have on that. Um, weekly, copper should be down for another week or two. Uh, as long as it pretty much holds the level of uh, 354, then it should be in good shape uh, to be completing a weekly low and should be going much higher. That's at least the setup that we currently do see uh, right now in in copper at this point in time. Uh, so that it probably has one of the better long-term outlooks uh, if you're looking at it from that from that standpoint. Uh, switching over to the grain markets here, let's take a look at uh, March corn. 4.44 is where we closed at yesterday uh, as we do take a, a look at where that actually is when it does come to the setup for the momentums. Uh, that should be getting near a daily low uh, is, is where that is uh, and more than likely is going to be a weekly low as well it is over massively oversold at this point in time uh, we would just expect that to to take place doesn't mean that it's going to uh, but you can't get any lower than, than where we currently are at least from a charting standpoint uh, at least from my indicators telling you that we should be right there near um, a, a 
not only a daily but also a weekly low that should be taking place in corn. However, it has basically been straight downward since, since October when we thought we might have put in a low. So take that in consideration here, but that's, that's at least what it is telling us from a charting standpoint when it does come to corn. Uh, looking at soybeans, soybeans look like they have already bottomed. They look like they're moving up. 12.13 was uh, 50 is uh, 12.13.5. Uh, that, that's where I was with the close yesterday. So should be moving upward. The weekly is completely uh, oversold at this standpoint. Should be a nice balance. Should be, co should be coming in, in those commodities. So I would just be on the lookout for, for those to happen. Uh, we said we've been looking for, for a bottom here for a while. Haven't gotten one. Uh, we need some confirmation here. Uh, getting a nice close, especially on soybeans above 1224. Uh, if we could do that tomorrow, that would be a very nice sign that that more than likely has bottomed. Uh, when you are looking at it in corn, it's not too far away either. It needs to be at 44 or for 447 yeah is where we are we're at 444 right now we need 447 really is where the close needs to be tomorrow uh to more than likely confirm that and then a higher close next week that would be the absolute seal for both those uh just want to see two upward upward weeks if we can get closes above that today as always if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we'd love to hear from you 812-316-2079 uh you can follow us on Facebook or on X, send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers.